JSTV is now on the air. Recent study found the safest color for a car is what? You answer that. Pink. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. He got the answer. It's white. I'll agree. No red. High visibility and strong contrast with surrounding landscapes. I can't give you that one, Tark. You'll have to earn it yourself. You'll have that chance when we come back. <laughs> Everything's okay. Come oh, here. Oh. Oh. Thank you. I feel much better now. Good. I'm glad. Because I know what it's like to be scared. You get scared? Yeah, sure. Everybody gets scared sometimes. Really? Well, what scares you? Well, there are three things that scare me, Zoe. Oh, don't joke me. What three things scare you? Well, one thing I'm afraid of is the dark. I've always been afraid of the dark. Oh. But luckily, I have my nightlight and my teddy bear, and they make me feel better. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Wanna know what else scares me? Yeah, yeah, what else? Getting a haircut. Really? Yeah, I'm afraid of haircuts. But luckily, the barber gives me a lollipop, and that makes me feel better. Oh. So you see, Zoe, sometimes I get scared, too. Yeah. Oh, but wait a minute. You said there were three things that you were scared of. What, what else are you afraid of? Giant talking vegetables. <gasps> Giant talking vegetables? But luckily, I've never seen one of those. <laughs> hey, excuse me! Ah! What's it coming to here? Hey, you wait. Are you okay? Yeah, but that giant talking vegetable scared me. Oh, well, don't worry, Mr. Gandolfini. I know what to do to make you feel better. Yeah, what? This. Better? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. <sighs> the album from the TV show You Never Miss. The Sopranos, music from the HBO original series. Featuring the theme song, Woke Up This Morning by A3.
The Sopranos, music from the Emmy Award-winning HBO original series. Also featuring music from Elvis Costello and the Attractions, Bo Diddley, Bruce Springsteen, R.L. Burnside, Cream, Bob Dylan, Eurythmics, Little Steven and the Disciples of Soul, Los Lobos, Nick Lowe, Frank Sinatra, Them featuring Van Morrison, Wycliffe Jean, The Sopranos, music from the show that New York Times says may be the greatest work of American popular culture of the last quarter century. Album to television's most talked about series in years. The Sopranos. Music from the HBO original series, The One Family, everyone listens to. Someday soon, you're going to have families of your own. And if you're lucky, you'll remember the little moments like this. Now we're good. Cheers. Call the number on your screen now to order music from The Sopranos. Don't miss this opportunity. Call now. Never before said. So there are. We have ten things that have never before said on I The see. Sopranos. All right. Yeah, and here to present tonight's top ten list, the cast members of the popular HBO series The Sopranos. Number ten, Dominic Chianese. <laughs> you don't have the money? That's cool. There you go. Thank you, Dominic. Number nine, Aida Turturro. Screw this home cooking. I'm going to the Olive Garden. Yes. Thank you very much. Number eight, Stephen Van Zandt. In addition to disposing of bodies, you'll need to know how to use PowerPoint and Excel. Thank you, Stephen. Number seven, Robert Eiler. Wasn't that the guy from Springsteen's E Street Band? Number six, Jamie Lynn Descala. I just hooked up an illegal cable box, and now I'm getting free HBO. Yeah, way to go. Nice going. Number five, Tony Sirico. Tony, I'm going to need to leave early today for Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Number four, Drea DiMatteo. I want a bigger part. What are you going to do, kill my character? Eh? Exactly. Number five, Michael Imperioli. Hey, Paulie, how about you and me going up to Massachusetts and getting married? <laughs> All right. Number two, Edie Falco. I can't go to prison. Martha Stewart will eat me alive. Yes, she will. And the number one thing never before said on The Sopranos, James Gandolfini. I just whacked myself. Hey, what? Just whacked himself. Did you hear that? that? Yeah, that's never been said. No. 
And he, he looks like the kind of guy that could do it, too. Oh. Pretty exciting. What are you doing? Is that your ultimate breakfast? Yeah. Is that the Grand Slam? The what? I, no, I... What? Uh, oh, man. Oh, oh. Denny's new Build Your Own Grand Slam. Now you can choose the items you want to make the Grand Slam your slam, starting at $5.99. Denny's, real breakfast, 24-7. Why, Jimmy? Why are you still not renting your movies from the Netflix? Come here, sit down. It's easy. Make a list of movies you want to see and get your first DVDs in the mail in about one business day. Oh, it is easy. Shut up. Keep them as long as you want. Send one back in a prepaid envelope and they automatically mail another from your list. Late fees? Forget about it. No late fees. Shut up. There's a movie waiting for you at home. Netflix. All the DVDs you want starting at only $9.99 a month. Mother of Christ. Rich! So when'd you get out? How come nobody told me? Well, it's funny. Paulie Warner told me he ran into you this morning. Hey, honest to fucking God, nobody said a word. Just shut the fuck up. I did a lot of meditation in the can on this. On what? Can't believe how clear you see things. Do you ever meditate? Me? Meditate? <laughs> Are you crazy? Not as crazy as I used to be. You're still crazy enough to take an eye out. What's going on here, Rich? Ten years. And not even a pleasant go fuck yourself from you, I guess. You know, I always ask how you were doing. Hold on there, you. How could you let my dear friend sit here with an empty cup of coffee? I'm sorry. That's all right. Take it easy, kid. Bring this gentleman a nice veal palm sandwich and hurry the fuck up about it. The other two stores doing as good as this? <laughs> Come on, you know, it's a grind. It doesn't answer my question. Hey, look, Rich, I know you're a made guy, so I lose either way. But I always respected you and your brother Jackie. I'm no victim here. I'm not some greaseball store owner. I'm sorry, Richie. I will not be shaken down. Now, sucking up to Tony Soprano has done wonders for you. I go away for a while, I come back. You're a tough guy. Don't do this. Don't do what? Take what's owed to me. What's owed to you? I put you in action, Beansy. You got a bad memory, Beansy. Feel Parmesan sandwich. Fuck you. I'll be back every Saturday, partner. You know, I don't fucking believe what I'm hearing here. I'm being shaken down for what? What did I do? Tell me, what did I do? This is not right, Richie. I'm not gonna fucking lay down. I'll step up. Welcome to the Bird and Ernie Christmas Special, starring Tony Sirico as Bird and Steve Chirippa as Ernie. Oh, 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 Ernie, what the heck is sticking out of your ear over there? Cut, 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 cut. What? <sighs> Mr. What? Sirico. What? Yeah, that was all wrong. You're supposed to say, hey, Ernie, do you know that you have a gingerbread man in your ear? I am? That's what the script says. Not to worry, right, my good friend? I can handle this. Great, let's take it from the top. Gingerbread man! Gingerbread man! Oh, thanks, Prairie. No problem. And action! Hey, Ernie, do you know that you have a gingerbread man in your ear? Yeah, I know. Want a bite? Want a bite? Do I look like I want to taste the earwax frosting to you? <gasps> Cut! Cut, 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 cut
you see, you're not actually supposed to hear Bert when he says you have a gingerbread man in your ear. I'm not? No. Gingerbread man! Gingerbread man! Oh, she gonna keep on doing that? Uh, uh Perry, uh, uh, may I? Could I just... Uh, sure. Yeah, watch this. Let me see. Hey, Bert, uh, uh, give me that line, will you? Oh, right, 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 right. <clears throat> hey, uh, Ernie, do you know you have a gingerbread man in your ear? What's that, Bert? I said you have a gingerbread man in your ear, Ernie. What do you say, Bert? There's a gingerbread man in your ear! I'm sorry, Bert. I can't hear you. There's a gingerbread man in my ear. Oh, I get it. I get it now, Ernie. What? I get it. I said I get it now, Ernie. He gets huh. it. Right, right. Gingerbread man! Gingerbread man! Hey, again with the gingerbread man. <clears throat> and action! I can't hear you, Bert. I got a gingerbread man stuck in my ear. <laughs> Cut! Uh, Steve, the Ernie laugh is a bit more like this. <clears throat> oh, like this. <laughs> oh, what are you, Stonad? It's like this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Please do not laugh like Ernie, Mr. Sirico. Now, why not, Bite? Because you're playing me. The patented birth laugh goes like this. <laughs> oh, what are you kidding? I could do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Steve, Steve, Steve. You have to stick with. <laughs> yeah, and you do this. <laughs> and, and then you go. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to him. <laughs> Tony, we got to get ourselves out of this gig, I'm telling you. I mean, what are we going to do? Oh, what do I know? Do I look like a writer? Why don't we just fade to black? That's a good idea, Prairie. Fade to black. Hey, who turned out the lights? Vincent and Tony for the block. Vincent and Tony for the block. All right, guys, from the Sopranos, when asked a third of Italian men said they want their mother to choose what for them? A good broad. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Give me the answer, Vincent. Seriously, a psychiatrist. <laughs> I disagree. They want their mother to choose their fiancé, uh, actually. So, X gets the block. Can I Pepsi, please? A Pepsi. Sure thing, Curly. Here you go, Cupcake. Thank you. Hey, come here. I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm going to tell you. We both know I ordered a Pepsi Cola. And now you've insulted me and my entire family by offering me this, this, whatever this. But being a civilized person, I like to give you a chance to make amends. Capisce? Yeah. Here you go. Thank you. the Amato Quintuplets. I'm the father of the brides, the man who has to pay for all this. For a wedding gift, I gave each of my angels the new Sony Betamax SL5000. It's the most ingenious Betamax ever created, the simplest and easiest to use. Its advanced front-loading system is just amazing, and it even has remote control and beta scan. But the real genius of this Betamax is its price. The genius of Betamax, only from Sony. Take it easy. We'll find it. I'm busy. My fucking head is killing me. Hello? How's the bad connection, so I'm gonna talk fast. The guy you're looking for is some kind of ex-commando or some shit. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. T? T, that you? Ah, damn it. I didn't hear what you said, Tone. So I'm going to talk fast. The guy you're looking for is an ex-commando. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nice, huh? He was with the Interior Ministry. Guy's some kind of Russian Green Beret. This guy cannot come back to tell this story. You understand? I hear you. Serious, Paulie. Oh? Oh, you there? I... Fuck! Call me back! You're not gonna believe this. 
He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. Guy was an interior decorator. This house looked like shit. The nominees for supporting actors in a drama series are Stockard Channing, The West Wing. Tyne Daly, Judging Amy. Dre DiMatteo, The Sopranos. Janelle Maloney, The West Wing. Robin Weigert, Deadwood. And the Emmy goes to... Drea de Mateo. This is the first Emmy nomination and win for Drea de Mateo, who plays Adriana on The Sopranos. The Sopranos received 20 Emmy nominations this year, including Outstanding Drama Series. Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in. My name is David A. Kwa and welcome to my YouTube channel. If you're a brand new visitor to my YouTube channel and have no idea what my videos are all about, I normally talk about things I'm passionate about like movies, comic books, video games. I do hauls, reviews, unboxings. If uh, that's the type of thing you're into, you may want to check out my other content. If you like what you see, do subscribe. Today we're going to take a look at my Sopranos collection. That's right, The Sopranos was an American drama TV series that aired on HBO between 1999 and 2007. It lasted for six seasons. Uh, it was created by a dude named David Chase, and it was a story of, of an Italian mobster in New Jersey named Tony Soprano, and the story's all about his criminal activity, his family, all this drama that's going on in his life, and he's played by the legendary James Gandolfini. Alright, now, I have here video games, uh, board games, books, DVDs, we're going to take a look at all of that today, alright? Uh, this show... It's like way up there, you know, same Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, it's one of those legendary classic shows, alright? Like, this show is going to go down in history, alright? And it already has, really. Um, I know a lot of people have been uh, kind of controversial about the ending and stuff like that, how, how the show ended. It was like, there was no ending, pretty much, you know? It was um, uh, up to interpretation and stuff like that. But I, I, I enjoyed the show, you know, Carmella, AJ, Meadow, like, I, I just freaking love the, the, the characters, the acting, the story, you know. Uh, I also want to promote a, a movie here, it also stars uh, James Gandolfini, and everyone knows I'm a huge fan of Kristen Stewart. This is a movie that they were in together. Uh, James Gandolfini and Kristen Stewart were in a movie called Welcome to the Rileys, and this movie, oh my gosh, it, wonderful story. Amazing acting, alright? The story, uh, it won awards and stuff like that, also at film festivals and such. So Kristen Stewart plays this girl, she's lost her way, you know, she's gone down this very dark path. She's a stripper, she's a prostitute, you know, she's doing drugs and all that stuff. And James Gandolfini, who lost a daughter a long time ago, and, and the girl's about the same age as uh, Kristen Stewart, he had all this love and all this, this energy to, to raise a, a girl, you know, and... and um, he, he saw kind of like light in Kristen Stewart's character and he tried to bring her back to the light side, you know what I mean? Like, try, try to get her off that life, you know? Try to give her a life that she really deserves and uh, he couldn't do it. Like, she, like it, she's down this dark path and she's gotten so deep in it that he, he couldn't. But you see James Gandolfini's character try, you know? Try to get this young girl out of this life, you know? Of drugs and of, of uh, you know, sex and prostitution and, and you know, all, the, all, all that stuff, you know? And uh, it's, it's a great movie. So if you haven't checked this out yet, I highly recommend it, okay? Uh, DVD's probably really cheap. This movie's been out for years, you know? Uh, when did this come out? 2011, so... There it is, okay? Um, let's go ahead and take a look at all the stuff I have related to Sopranos, alright? And we'll just go from there. We got the video game I got here for PS2. It's called The Sopranos Road to Respect. Um, it is rated M for Mature, of course. It's got 
I believe they had all the the voice actors in in the game also. You know, um, all the characters like Paul. Yeah, the show's key cast members were in it also, voiced by the actual cast members of the show. All right. And you, you know, you interrogate people, you beat them up and stuff like that, just like how it is in, in, in the show itself, alright? I got here, of course, the DVD. It's kind of falling apart. I put this plastic around it so it can keep it together. Um, yeah, here's the back. This is the original backing for the DVD. There's the original sticker. 86 episodes, 30 discs. Three and a half hours of never-before-seen before features. Pretty cool. So inside... It's, it's really nice. And they have like a mini version of this, by the way. They actually made it like a, a smaller version of it, so it doesn't take up so much space. I actually kind of wish I bought that one now. Uh, but this was one of the first sets that came out. But here's a, a beautiful um, episode guide book. Alright. So inside, you see a little read-up, a little description of every single episode, so you know which one to jump to. Nice, beautiful screenshots right there. Right. You see the gang. You see uh, Jennifer right there, his psychiatrist. Polly and you know all the all the characters. There's his kids. All right. Awesome, right? Now this thing, hang on. This thing's falling apart. Here, I'll, I'll do this side first. There's a picture of the family. Oh my gosh, look how young they were. <laughs> so, this girl falling out here. Lots of screenshots. Yeah. Olivia there. Polly. Jennifer. There's the gang. Okay. The show lasted for six seasons. I like to see the little uh, screenshots and stuff like down the side there. This is a beautiful picture. I kind of hope I wish I had a poster of that. Here's on the other side. I don't know if the smaller version of this set is different. Oh yeah, if you open up all the way. Beautiful panoramic shot of the cast right there. Okay. Oh, there's from the ending. Eating onion rings. Every time I eat onion rings, <laughs> I think about that final scene. I think the ending was kind of open to interpretation, you know. Although I kind of do wish that, just, you know, everything is all happy now and all that stuff, but I guess we'll never know. Oh my gosh, this is from like earlier seasons too. There it is. All right. So, yeah, and I like box art, too. There, like, Carmella, Jennifer, AJ, Paul, they're all on the front, front box. Okay. okay. I also have here the Sopranos trivia game. All right. And uh, there's nothing too impressive here. That's what the, it's just <laughs> plain old, there's no pictures on the board or anything like that, you know. It's very uh, adult looking. You know when it has, like, I have this one Family Guy also. Just one just like this. And it has all these pictures and artwork and stuff like that. This one, you know, it seems more like a trivia game for adults. So it's like, you know, we got the question cards on the other side are the answers, right? Some chips. The same picture that we've been seeing this whole time. And this cloth board. Alright. Let's close this up. I like how it's inside this nice tin case. I feel like, uh, you know, there's a storm or something. This thing will actually survive. And then I got this old book. Alan Rucker's the, uh, the author here. This is a, an episode guidebook, but it's only up to the third season. I saw this book. How much was it? Four bucks, man. I saw it at the uh, Bookaholics, which is a half-price store here in uh, here, where, here where I live. And I saw it for four bucks, and I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta get this for my collection. So there it is.
So it's got quotes, it's got screenshots, a few behind the scenes stuff. Got some mug shots here and quotes and scripts and what's this? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I never had the heart to throw this thing out. When I bought this, I bought this used, right? This is a used book. Someone used a picture of their, their kid or whatever as a bookmark. I, I, I don't know who this belongs to. So here, if you recognize that who that person is, uh, I, I have your picture. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> but uh, you know, you see a screenshot of the scripts, background information, concept stuff. And of course, the episode guide, which has a description of all the uh, characters and stuff like that, too. Oh, yeah, and there's the author. There it is, Alan Rucker. <laughs> so that's it. There you go. Um, I, James Gandolfini died back in, uh, what was it, 2013? I originally wanted to make this video back then, but I didn't want people to think that, oh, David's making this James Gandolfini tribute video and he's talking about The Sopranos because James Gandolfini just died, you know? He's trying to use James Gandolfini's death as a way of getting views and subscribers and stuff like that. So I waited three years. That's right. I waited, I waited three years just to make this video. I was like, okay, this is enough time. Because I made previous ones, you know? When, um... Philip Seymour Hoffman died, when Tom Clancy died, I made videos about that, and people were like accusing me, Hey David, you're using their death as a way to capitalize your YouTube channel. I wasn't. I was like, you know, I, I said in the video I was trying to pray for the family, you know, I'm a huge fan, and it's like huge loss in my life and stuff like that, and uh, it's sad I'm never going to, you know, see them in the movies and, or read their books again, and, and, you know, people, you know, attacked me for it, you know? So... I waited three years. So if you guys want to see a, pr a video about Prince, David Bowie, or Alan Rickman, you're going to have to wait till 2019. Because I'm not going to make this video and have people accuse me of trying to, you know, capitalize on their death and trying to get subscribers and views because they just recently died. No way, man, you know? So, um, so yeah, there it is. Finally, I, I made this video, all right? So, uh, I'm kind of cleaning up here. I'm like, uh, upcoming soon, the Tom Clancy collection alright so anyway thank you for watching everyone rate comment favorite and subscribe I'll talk guys later bye talking about it many of them are still disappointed but the good news comedians are still laughing a lot of material CNN's Jeannie Mose is suffering from Sopranos withdrawal and tries to heal the hurt with humor if you're too sad to contemplate never again riding through the Lincoln Tunnel with Tony, if you're still pondering why a guy who was always on the Jersey Turnpike never got easy pass, then you're probably still obsessing over the Onion Ring-filled ending. The season finale sucked. But hate it or love it, I went, wow. A cut to black in the middle of that song by Journey made for a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger that left folks hanging forever. My brother and I were on the phone together and uh, we had a collective. Ah! This guy lives in a six story building with about 20 apartments. I could hear my entire building scream when, uh, when the screen went to black. To get over the pain, we recommend laughter. And people were really furious about the ending. They were even debating it in the Alabama Senate. Wow, did you see the Sopranos last night? That's no way to end the show. You freak. Why wasn't somebody whacked? I like the way they ended it. And John Stewart worked the Sopranos into news of the immigration bill, killed by a procedural vote. Could you make that any more anticlimactic? On this boat, the yeas are 45. The Sopranos cut to black was memorialized in the New York Times art section with the caption, the climactic moment, reminds us of tourists atop a fogged-in Empire State Building taking pictures of nothing. You'll remember it forever. On YouTube, jokesters were making alternate endings to the Sopranos finale, adding dialogue. Am I dead? Man. Those onion rings were good. As for Sopranos creator David Chase, he got whacked in the headlines. He got whacked by the New York Post cartoonist who showed fans getting whacked. And Chase literally got whacked online. David 
Letterman worked the Sopranos into his top ten, showing this photo of roller coaster riders caught upside down in a power outage. And everyone thought going through those people's minds, this isn't as disappointing as the Sopranos finale. There you go. Have you ever seen a, a show all of a sudden just go blank and that's it? Well, never. The closest thing is Looney Tunes. And Porky Pig's slogan now applies to the Sopranos. <laughs> that's all, folks. Ginny Mo, CNN. New York. Tony's guest plays Meadow, Tony Soprano's daughter on HBO's hit show The Sopranos, which premiered last Sunday after an almost two-year hiatus. Please welcome Jamie Lynn Sigler. Thanks for back and being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back. This is, this is, um, it's unprecedented in television for a show to be a big hit and then go away for such a long yeah. time uh, during production and come back. And I have to say, the show just premiered the other night. It was gone for two years and it just feels like everybody in the country is right back with the show again. Yeah, that's kind of how it was for us. You yeah. know, it was such a long break, but going back was just like, you know, school was out, summer right. ended, and now it's back. Now, the, the episode, the premiere episode, did not disappoint, and I don't think okay. it's been written about so much, uh, so I, I think I'm allowed to say this, but the, the show ends with Tony getting shot by his uncle, which yes. was just a riveting scene for a lot of people. Everyone in the country is talking about it. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, who gets whacked, who doesn't get whacked on The Sopranos is such a sort of national obsession how do you guys find out on the cast? How do you know when someone's getting whacked? Well, yeah, I mean, everybody's sort of on edge because obviously, you know, it's a show where it's very easy to get killed off. But right. we kind of call it the Grim Reaper call. Right. You know, we're, they're very respectful. Who, David, who calls? David Chase, our creator, executive producer, makes the call. So he, um, it's like, so literally it's like he's death. He's calling yeah, you. Yeah, you don't hear from him very often. So when you hear that David Chase is on the phone, it's a scary thing. You know, even for me, you right. know, nobody's safe. Because it's great to be on that show. And if, you, yeah. <laughs> and it must be tough for David Chase. So this is the, the creator, producer, of that if he calls someone just to ask them, hey, do you want to go grab a bite to eat? They right. think it's a death call. They're sweating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's true. But usually I think they, they pretty much know it's planned out. But I remember... Um, with Jackie Jr., who played my boyfriend in the third season. Um, up until the very end, they were contemplating on whether maybe they would send him to witness protection or to the army or all these different scenarios. And he literally found out like a week before they were going to start filming that they decided that they were going to have to kill him off. So you can't really get too emotionally attached to any of your boyfriends on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even bother. But my one now, Finn's been around for almost three seasons, so... Right. He's going strong. He's been around the longest. But when you get cocky, that's when the David Chase phone call that's comes through. That's true. Call! Call! No! Uh, you had a very uh, you had a sexy scene in, in the, the show the other night where yeah. you're sort of dancing in lingerie for your boyfriend. Yeah, that's what Meadow's been up to, apparently. She learned how to dance in her brawn panties. For so two years, she's been doing a sexy dance. Columbia and, yeah, no, that's not, like, setting any kind right. of precedent that that's how she's not going to, like, work at the Bada Bing this year or anything. That was just a random... Yeah, I would think Tony would have a problem with that. I, uh, I think so. I it's think your summer job, too. Meadow. Uh, <laughs> but, but this is strange. You had talked in the past, because you've been on the show a bunch of times we've you've talked about how the the other the 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 male actors on the sopranos they're sort of they they're very protective yes, of you and and to the degree that they they've they've given like guys in your life the third degree when they come by the set they out they almost act like they're your uncles don't they yeah absolutely i mean they're all very protective of me but i'd say the one that really takes it to another level is tony sirico who plays polly walnuts the guy right. with it stripes on the side. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's the one that gets really vocal and I'd say physical. Like one time there was some sort of event and I brought my brother and before I could even say anything he made like a beeline across the room and like he does the same thing with every guy. He puts his fist to his chin and he's like, you know, watch it. You know, you better be good to her, this and that. And I'm trying to like explain like, no, no, this is my brother. Like, this is my date. You don't need to go through he's this. He's hitting him with a piece of bread, you know. <laughs> You bet. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, it's nice to know that they're watching out for me. Sure, yeah, it's a nice thing. It comes from a good place. Yeah, you, uh, you obviously, the show is, has been so successful over time, it's, you probably, you, you probably can't go anywhere without being recognized at this point. Do you? I mean, I, may, I make myself kind of oblivious to it. I go about my normal day. But, mm -hmm. like, one of the weirdest times where I got recognized or, like, you know, when people were trying to, you know, pinpoint where I was from. I moved to LA because we had such a long break mm -hmm. and 
obviously, well, I don't know if you know, but women know, like when you move to a new place, you need to get a new gynecologist. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> I went to my I don't think about that stuff a lot, but. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I went to this new gynecologist this is in Beverly Hills, so I'm sure he has a lot of celebrity clients or mm -hmm. whatnot. So we're in kind of his office in the consultation room, and you know, he, he, he keeps stopping the consultation saying, you remind me of somebody, I can't think of who it is, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know, you yeah. know, and he's like, yeah. and I mean, he was really harping on it, um, and obviously I couldn't help him. Right. And so uh, we went into the examination room, and he's still harping on who I remind him of, uh -huh. um, and not to give you too much of a visual here, but um, <laughs> in the middle of the examination, um, he all of a sudden pops up his head and he's like, I know who it is, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the honest timing. <laughs> but what? I, I you what know, a horrible the thing. Comment. It was very odd timing. It was very odd. Um, I don't know what reminded me. Oh, yeah, him, we don't but... even want to, yeah. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, Marissa Tomei. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is time for a commercial break, I believe. Uh, as if I need to mention it, but The Sopranos, of course, airs Sundays at 9 yep. on HBO. And thanks for coming back and thanks continued success. Yeah, Thank hope you. we see you soon. And Jamie Lynn Siegel, everybody. We are scientists. Coming up. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I am pleased to present the award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. The nominees are Michael Chiklis, The Shield, Peter Krause, Six Feet Under, James Gandolfini, The Soprano, Kiefer Sutherland, 24, Martin Sheen, The West Wing. And the Emmy goes to James Gandolfini from The Sopranos. This is the fourth nomination and third win for James Gandolfini, who plays Tony on The Sopranos. Again, The Sopranos is up for Outstanding Drama Series. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm going to read this list as quick as I can. Um, to Brad Garrett for taking the heat off of me. Thank you very much. Uh, to David Brownstein, my agent, or no longer agent, or whatever he is, thank you. Thank you for fighting for me. Um, to Betty Boop, to Malibu Barbie, to Ann Goulder, to Maggie Carino, to Mary Collins, to Sidney Lumet, to everyone in the room with the uh, bad African art at uh, someone's house that we know of. To uh, Marcy, Diane, Sandra. Sheila for taking care of my baby, to Big Joe, to the handsome Jew, to, <laughs> to Trixie, to Laura, I love you, to my father and sister out there, I love you very much, to Susan Aston, thank you, to the crew of The Sopranos and the cast and the writers, but the crew who worked so hard and put up with so much, um, to my son, Michael, I promised I would do this, and, and, uh, I'd like to dedicate this to the memory of a girl I knew a long time ago who, who basically inadvertent, well, I can't even say the word. <laughs> she she uh, made me want to be an actor. Her name is Lynn, was Lynn Jacobson, and I miss her very much. Thank you. I was expecting a bloodbath. I was expecting a lot of shooting, a lot of uh, bodies, um, but it just uh, turned out to be a very boring and simple ending. In a way, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was uh, brilliant. In another way, I, I kind of wanted an, an end to it, you know? But um, I, thought it, I thought it was great. I, I see what uh, David Chase was doing. What do you think it meant? Um, I think it meant that, uh, like in so many things in The Sopranos, it's kinda, there's kind of loose ends, you know? Um, I, I thought, you know, it, it kind of interweaves. It's, it's real life. You know, it interweaves with real life. I don't really know what they were going for. Like, I know The Sopranos is supposed to be, it was really artistic series, and I think they just, I don't know, I think they tried to be really deep about it, or, I mean, I don't, Meadow was having a parking problem. I mean, that was like the, you know, like she, she couldn't parallel park, so I mean, 
Was the real point of the Sopranos just to like a dig that women can't drive? I mean, was that really what we were getting at? I mean, uh, well, it was quite funny. It was, it was funny. So they did got run over. Then I felt sick. I'm doing what to who? Hey, this is Joe Ganascoli. I play Vito Spadafori on The Sopranos. And you're going to be watching the New Jersey Sopranos tour. So sit back and enjoy. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're here at the uh, La Cible's restaurant, which is known as the Vesuvio Restaurante. It's Adi Buco's restaurant. The interior we do at the studio. We've had many a dinner here, and Tony and Carmela eat here a lot. A lot of the show revolves around food. And we'll go into the kitchen, and I'll whip you up uh, a dish of pasta. Hope you like it. Okay, so we're going to make a linguine aya oyo, but I make mine a little different. And now we could add the anchovies. You don't have to chop them up because they sort of disintegrate right in the pan. Pasta olla olla, alaganoscoli, with a little anchovy and onions. Breakfast to champions. We go to a lot of restaurants uh, after we shoot. Sometimes we'll go where we do, we throw a whack party. You know, it's sad because you never know if it's your turn to go and we don't know ahead. It's usually like a week or two before. And uh, you feel bad, but then you're happy it's not you. We're here at the famous uh, Satriali's pork store. As you can see, it's closed. It's not an actual pork store. When we film here, the screens are usually off and the pig is up top. Uh, they robbed the pig one time, so now they take it up and uh, put it up and down when we shoot. And this is where we uh, sit espresso in the uh, summertime. We're actually at the back of the pork store, and uh, Tony, Steve Buscemi's giving me a, a back massage. And Tony walks in, and he's wondering, like, what's going on? I thought it would be a good idea to uh, make my character gay. It's sort of separate. I thought it was very... Uh, something you never see in the mob, and I thought it was an interesting choice because for an actor you want to play something that's uh, oh, totally opposite. It's the most challenging to play something that, you, you know, you're really not. Well, here we are at the uh, famous Bada Bing on uh, Route 17 in Lodi, New Jersey. I'm going to take you inside and uh, meet the girls and have a little fun. This is beautiful Beth. Hi, She's one of the girls. You? How are you, honey? Good. I don't usually recognize it with so much clothes on. Yes. We have a lot of parties here. When guys uh, come home, when the pulley walnuts come out of the can, we had a get-together from him right at this corner. This is great when we shoot here because I get like a four-hour lap dance and I watch the girls all day. It's great. Ralph Cifaretto, Joe Pantoliano, kills one of the dancers after getting her pregnant and slams her head against this uh, metal girder. And then we wrap her up in this uh, carpet and we take her away. I'm a captain now. You don't talk to me like that. All right, we're going to go see if we can find uh, Tony's house. And it's not easy to find, believe me. Tony Sperano's house, it's on a uh, great block. It's a cul-de-sac. Actually, Unabomber had the, one of his bombs go off next door. And just actually did a scene uh, there on, in the driveway. It's taken almost nine years out of our lives. It's been a great run. And... Um, it's, uh, you know, changed all of our lives. It allowed us to get uh, my, me and myself married and uh, live in Long Island, and pretty, it's pretty cool. Are you going to be joining the new Soprano season? If you know it's good for you, just tell your friends to watch it. As everyone at this party very well knows, in this room here tonight, there are different factions, shall we say, from uh, different families. It was called Mob Night, held at the Downtime Nightclub in Manhattan. It's a new craze that's catching on rapidly, especially with the success of movies such as Goodfellas and Analyze This, and most recently with the good fortune of the hit HBO series The Sopranos. Most people in attendance appeared to be either real mobsters, people who wanted to be mobsters, or actors who played mobsters. Nevertheless, it was difficult figuring out who belonged to which group. Even the cast members of the off-Broadway hit Revenge of the Mob remained in character before, during, and after their inspired performance.
I'm the boss over here, Pat Rafito, and Frankie Basangwe. Hi, Pat. How are you? How are you, Joe? Yeah. Little Joe Pesci, little big Joe Pesci guy. Yeah, who the hell's Joe Pesci? I don't know. I don't know. You ever go? You ever come out of character? Yeah, at night, and I come out of my clothes. Also on hand were many of the cast members from the hit HBO series, The Sopranos. I show you my hand, and you slap it away. What's the matter with you? Why can't we talk like adults anymore, huh? Out. Next time you come in, you come heavy or not at all. Head soprano Dominic Canese in real life, Uncle Junior on the show, delighted fans with some great renditions of favorite Italian classics. I dedicate this to my sweetheart Jane, my son Alexander, and all my dear friends. You're in my heart tonight. Good, Mickey. Good to be here tonight. Were you surprised last season that the success of The Sopranos reached the heights that it did so quickly? I knew it was a great script. I knew it was a great cast, and it's uh, it's really it's really wonderful that it's taken on so big. Yeah, it's really wonderful. Are you happy with the way your role has developed? Yes, very much so. Any surprises that you can tell us about for the upcoming season? Uh, the act the actors are. Uh, are not told what's going to be written. We're not told anything. You're not told. No, and I, I kind of like it that way personally, you know, so to work on it fresh. The, we, we have the characters now, you know, we have the characters. Why do you think that so many people got so involved with the show and, and took such an interest in it? Why do you think that is? I think it's very basic. I think it's the script. David Chase's wonderful script, you know, and other writers with him. And the chemistry of the cast, that's so great. Uh, and I think that's, that's really it. That's the real reason, the script and the acting. According to fellow soprano actor Tony Sirico, who plays Paulie Walnuts on the show, feels it's easy to see why the show has become such a huge success. I'm on it, Dave. I know where Mikey's house is over by Route 10. No. He tries to leave, you break his other neck. Everybody relates to it. It might be about a mob family, but uh, Tony Soprano, played by James Gandolfini, uh, it, every man relates to him. Yeah, he's, a, he's a big lug. He's, he's, in, a, he's in, a, in, a, in a scary business, but uh, he's got a big heart, and, uh, and a lot of people relate to him. Are you happy with the way your role is progressing? I mean, you're basically Tony's muscle. Yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of his right hands. And a good friend. Oh, yeah. I'm old school, old school mob guy. Yeah, and and next year I'm I'm sure it'll get a little more wider. I'll wear a few more hats, but I'm I'm very happy. Actor Vinny Pastore, who plays Pussy in the series, served as host for Mob Night. Mo Green special. Uncle Junior. What are you talking about, Mo Green? In one, we send a message. Mo Green's eyes got too big for his stomach, so they put a small caliber in his eye. Vinny also has his theory for The Sopranos' good fortune. I think uh, the mobster movies of today are like the American westerns of years ago, and and everybody in this room grew up to uh, Bogey and James Cagney and Garfield and George Raft and uh, myself and Tony Sirico and Gandolfini and all the guys. What a new what a new guys, and they're they're interested in watching our careers. And Sopranos is a great vehicle for us to go up there and show what we can do. Listen, just give me the money. That thing was so I did you a favor. You're gonna do it. Make me fatty. What? Whoa! I got in a fight with a kid at school. I got a, I stole beer. Or I stole wine from the church. Juvenile crime. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Now, the, the coming season starts in July? Yeah, we should be getting the 
first script pretty soon. Yeah. Pretty soon they're probably going to create some love interest for you now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I get to pick out my own girls. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. How do you how do you enjoy working uh, on The Sopranos? Oh, it's great. Everybody on the cast is great. I get along with everybody. They invite me places here. It's great. Are you surprised that the show has taken off as it has and people have such an interest in it? Yeah, after I read like the first two scripts and after I met the cast, I knew it was going to be big, but I didn't think like this big, like how it is now. Is it reruns for the summer now? Yeah, right now we're just starting and like even like I'll be walking down the street and I'll hear people like talking about Sopranos and stuff like that. How do you feel about people recognizing you on the street as Tony's son? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's fun. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, Anthony Jr., Anthony Jr. And they probably don't disassociate that. They probably think you really are Anthony. Yeah, they Tony. do. They're like, oh, how's your father? How's your father? Other familiar faces in the crowd included Staten Island actor Ray Serra, who made a living playing mob-type roles. And even Chuck Lowe, who played Maury in the Mafia classic Goodfellas, showed up. Commercial. You don't got my money? You don't got my... This is Maury. Oh, that's right, that's right. They killed you off in, uh, in Al, you? Yes, that, that but nice the way they did I that, spoke though. to his wife in real life, and they never found his body. They never found and the line she gave me was, um, he went out 27 years for Danish, and he never came back. <laughs> So I gave it to Scorsese. I didn't give it to Scorsese. I made a joke about it, and he put it in the script. Mob Night certainly kept up to its billing. It offered excitement. Entertainment. lot of laughs. By evening's end, it also had everyone speaking in their best Brooklyn accent. Tonight was mob night here at the Downtime Nightclub in Manhattan. With the success of movies like Goodfellas and the success of The Sopranos, there's no telling how big these nights will become. You know what I mean? For a special edition, I'm Mickey Burns. Dominic Canese, folks, telling you that we'll be right back. Special edition, right after these messages. I keep wanting to say Tony's going to get whacked, but I'm not. Because you don't want it to happen, or, or because you don't think I it really might. would be upset if it happened. Yeah. yeah. I think what's going to happen is Phil's going to get it. Tony may end up testifying or being in the witness protection program or something. Mm-hmm. And the other guys, who knows? Maybe, uh, Maybe Sylvia will recover, maybe he won't. I don't know about his kids. I think Meadow will be okay, and I think AJ... AJ may try to live his father's life over. Well, keep in mind, AJ was really upset about this whole... You know, when, when his father yelled at him and yes, threw him yeah. on the floor, he was in despair. So, Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out in a couple of days. Okay, Vicky, your turn. Mm-hmm. I guess um, Tony is going going to die. Because we're dying. That's, that's, that's why the sto- that's why the last last episode. Otherwise, the story may continue. Yeah, but they they might make movies. It's possible. Yeah, that's what I guess. I mean, once they kill Tony, they they can't make a movie. Yeah, he has to live. If, if they're already planning for a movie. <laughs> if, if Tony lives, then they can make a movie about something. Tony is the character. It's, it's about him. They can make a movie that's all flashbacks, too. They bring back the old guys and... <laughs> yeah? No. No, uh, Tony's not going to die. Okay. Tony does. What about you? Your predictions. Okay. My prediction is... <laughs> um, I, I think Tony's going to be severely compromised. I mean, I, I agree with Vicky. Either he, he's going to die or he's going to be really put, put out of play. And I think that the New York family is going to continue and, and be strong and the New Jersey part. And that concludes our broadcasting day. Till next time. Watch JSTV as...
It watches you.